This is the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Coming at you live on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter slash X account. Of course, you can listen to this podcast as well on replay at IdahoSports.com and wherever you download your podcasts. And if you're not hanging out live with us, it's all right. You can watch the replay as well on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account. We are here to talk District 5 and 6 happenings. My name is Brandon Bainey. We're joined by our East Idaho expert, Sean Kane. What's up, Sean? Hey, how's it going? Uh, it's it's going. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to dive into it today. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, we got a little snow here in eastern Idaho, and uh, man, it's cold outside, but the action is uh, steamy hot either on the wrestling mat or on the basketball court here in East Idaho. Yeah, no doubt. Dude, and I I, I always hate wet, talking weather to start the show. Really quickly, <laughs> though, I will, I will mention, uh, it is where I live in North Idaho, 35 degrees and, and like raining. It's, I feel like it's Seattle. There's no snow to be found. Well, if you maybe grow some long hair, put on a flannel, bring your guitar on the cast, maybe we'll, we'll start talking then. No, it's been pretty warm, uh, mostly. And, uh, but it's, it's gotten kind of cold, but we've had some like 40, 50 degree days over Christmas break. So yeah, who knows? So someone said it's an El Nino year <laughs> and I have no idea what that means, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here though. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm down for that for sure. Uh, I only brought that up because, uh, usually when we do this East Idaho prep cast, you know, Pierce always tuned in and he always lets me know. Hey, it's still cold and windy down here in East Idaho, Brandon. He <laughs> keeps me in the loop of what's happening. So, well, the windy part I don't think will ever go away. Um, <laughs> I've never been anywhere where it's not windy in East Idaho, so I always complain about those windmills. But in reality, when I think about it, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah no it definitely does uh so if you are watching this live on the idahosports.com youtube channel facebook page or twitter account if, if you can hit that like button and then share this when it's done it'll help everybody find the replay a little easier amongst the social media algorithms and if you want to hop in the conversation you want to throw a comment up um we will throw it up on the screen and break it down for you so Thank you for tuning in, Sean. Before we get to all the holiday basketball action that took place at all these various tournaments, I did want to give a, a shout out to our wrestlers real quick. Now, of course, we do have the IdahoSports.com Matt Chat Prepcast, which is our separate standalone prepcast we do every Tuesday night live at 8 p.m. Mountain Time, where we only talk about wrestling. We usually go for about an hour, um, but. Sometimes we have the wrestling conversations spill over into our normal prep casts as well. Uh, it's it's the biggest weekend of the year outside of state, of course. Uh, the Raleigh Lane Invitational taking place at the Idaho Center in Nampa, Sean. 98 schools coming down to compete this year. Um, yeah, and they probably have to bring the mats, right? When they do state, they always like it when... Uh, they, they roll out all the other teams mats, right? Because obviously the Idaho center doesn't have wrestling mats. So you've got, you know, all the different schools mats represented. So it's a, it's a quilt of sweat and tears and joy. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a really exciting time. There's several teams coming from East Idaho. Of course, American falls is going to head over and see how they stack up Highland Thunder Ridge, 
Madison's going over. Uh, Pocatello is headed over, etc. cetera. Uh, a couple of schools, Sean, are splitting up their squads. It's almost like in, in like baseball or track and field, the split squad, uh, where some of the athletes are going to the Raleigh Lane in, invite to compete kind of individually. Um, to see how they can stack up against, you know, the best of the best, because this is bringing teams from all over Idaho, North Idaho, uh, Magic Valley, East Idaho, of course, the Treasure Valley, but also teams from Nevada, Oregon, Washington, even a couple from California coming up to compete. So, uh, for example, American Falls and Century are sending some of their wrestlers to compete at the Raleigh Lane invite, and then the rest of the teams are going to go to the Buell Invitational. It's the 50th annual Buell Invite this weekend. So like South Fremont, American Falls, Century are all kind of splitting up their squads. The Buell Invitational, typically, Sean, is kind of a good preview of what the 3A state tournament is going to be. Anybody that's a a power in 3A or 2A wrestling is usually at the Buell Invite. Yeah, you, you take care of business at Buell Invite you're in the driver's seat for that blue trophy at the end of the year. That's for sure. But the Buell invites become, you know, just a big, huge event. And I was going to say is um, you've got the individual on iosports.com. We've got the individual rankings of weights and who they think, you know, are the top programs. And there's a comment posted there about how the girls, you know, it's all the schools together, but the guys are um, listed in classification. The nice thing about this big tournament in the boys area is you're going to get all the classifications competing so you're going to get the best 108 pounder period (laughs) um so you kind of get to see that at these big tournaments which is really neat with all the different weights um and classifications mixing in there yeah that's the big thing with the girls rankings is it's hard to we don't get that head-to-head data as much since it is an all-encompassing uh, everybody in the state competes in one division type of deal. But um, yes, as we get more and more matches under our belts, we get more accurate data. And so, yes, you can find those rankings on our website at idahosports.com. And then last thing I was going to mention, Sean, quickly, we do have a couple of wrestlers going to uh, the Doc B. These are uh, th- This is a top five tournament nationally. Um, it's in Clovis, California at Clovis high school. Doc B is the, the doc Buchanan. It's the doc Buchanan wrestling tournament. Um, it is the upper crust as it were, uh, Mac Mogger from Blackfoot is going there to compete second year in a row. Saxton Scott as well. Now Saxton Scott wrestled at Bonneville last year. He has since transferred to another school. He, uh, has been denied, uh, participation by the IHSAA and is appealing that process that's still playing out. So Saxton can't really compete with his new team yet. He is going to the Doc B uh, invite though, uh, and he's competing unattached, right? We see that sometimes in track and field. They're like in tennis, right? Yeah. Somebody will go just on their own. We're not representing a team or a school. I'm just here unattached. So regardless, Saxton is one of our own here in East Idaho. We'll be cheering he and Mac Mogger from Blackfoot on this weekend at the Doc B in California also. So. Yeah, and the Doc B's got that cool cowboy hat logo, I think, for their wrestling tournament. So that <laughs> I think that makes a great shirt if you can look that up. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's a pretty slick logo, uh, no doubt about it. So, uh, And again, if you want more in-depth wrestling 
content, uh, check out the Matt Chat prep cast here on IdahoSports.com. All right, let's dive into holiday hoops action, Sean. I figured we could start on the girls' side and then work our way over to the boys' action, if that sounds all right to you. All right, let's do it. Okay, biggest story was the East Idaho Holiday Shootout. This was hosted by Idaho Falls, Rigby, Skyline, and Bonneville, brought several uh, girls and boys teams to the city of Idaho Falls for a fun four days of competition. Specifically on the girls' side, Sean, the conversation has to start with Pocatello. The Lady Thunder go and win the girls' bracket. They defeat Lakeland in overtime in the opening round, 66-56. They beat Skyline in the semis, 58-45. And then this was the real shocker. Not the fact that Pocatello won, but they won going away over the defending champs from last year in Sandpoint. They win 66-43, knocking off Sandpoint uh, and giving the Bulldogs just their second loss of the season. Pocatello is is peaking at the right time here, Sean. Yeah, and I think we talked about this going into that. If if Pocatello could beat a Sandpoint, they're kind of looking for that signature win. And by far and away, this is probably their biggest signature win of the season. And, you know, he had Kenna Garza pouring down 24 points in that game, in that championship game against Sandpoint, um, and which me and you would both have talked about is that we kind of thought that was a key if she could get going inside. Uh, it was going to be it's going to be tough to beat them and and you know I watched that game and on iosports.com and that's what it was lost second chance opportunities um, she's down low grinding and that's it's a very difficult and I think um, Abby Lusk is also she's not small she's like a Scotty Pippen if I if I could think of a basketball player very lengthy can dribble it can get down low she's a very Scotty Pippen player I know a lot of boys teams would love to have her on their team just by all the things she can do you know scotty pippen but can kind of shoot like a coot coach i don't know i got a lot of bulls references that's all i got for you but they're they did a phenomenal job um and i think they were looking for that signature win and they did it with sandpoint and the game wasn't close yeah it, it was a complete runaway for pocatello and you're right uh, the two bigs, as it were, Kenna Garza and Abby Lusk, two totally different players, right? Garza is more of your traditional post, back to the basket, gets in there and rebounds. Abby Lusk is more of a stretch four. I mean, she can handle the ball. She can go out and shoot. You know, Kenna Garza can shoot from the outside yeah. as well. Um, but it, it they complement each other so well. And Garza's 6'3", Lusk is like 6'2", maybe. Um, and so sometimes that doesn't work. It's like, oh, man, we're too clogged up in the paint. But they complement each other so well that it really does make uh, going up against Pocatello hard. And I really think especially defensively, Pocatello really disrupted that Sandpoint offense that is predicated on motion and reading the defense. Yeah, and then you've also got like Taylor Rogers. If she had shots and Hagler um, hit hit their shots, I mean, they're just that's a tough team to beat because we got both those uh bigs working in the middle or or doing whatever they're doing but if the other uh complement of players for pocatello hit their shots which seem to happen a lot in this tournament i it it's going to make them very difficult to beat yeah no doubt about it so congratulations to pocatello for winning the east idaho holiday shootout uh it ended up being a really uh, good uh, third place matchup between Skyline and Snake River, 4A versus 3A. Snake River ends up defeating the Lady Grizz 60 to 51. So Snake River officially takes third place. They beat Highland in the opening round, 
pretty convincingly 50 to 27. Um, They lost to Sandpoint by a possession in the semis, 66-63. Then they turn around and beat Skyline by nine for third place. Hey, what else is new? Snake River going out and achieving excellence. Yeah, Snake River played great. You know, I saw some of those games. Um, They just have, you know, obviously they have one of the best players in three on the team. But I think all the complement of players are just really good, too. Um, and Baldwin and Carlson, they're just they just have a lot of depth, I think, for a 3A team. I don't think you're gonna see a ton of teams at that 3A level with the depth um off that bench. Yeah, a really impressive performance. And then of course for Skyline as well, you know, they go one and two and take fourth place. They beat Jordan Utah 60 excuse me, 68, 38, uh, 30 point win there. Uh, they lose to Pocatello in the semis by 13, 58, 45. They lose by nine to snake river. Really the first couple of times that skylines taking it on the chin this year, Sean, I'm very interested to see how the lady Grizz respond from this. Yeah. You know, we're coming down to the end, right? We're coming down to pretty much conference games left for these teams. And we know that district six conferences is, is uh, going to be kind of a nightmare going forward. Um, I think, you know, you have Shelly right up there who came to this tournament as well and one played one game and beat Madison pretty handily. And uh, yeah, you, it's, you know, you're kind of fighting for second, not saying Shelly's unbeatable, but uh, Snake River is going to have to kind of get gut check time right now. I think what you do now is, is kind of leading up to the end. Yeah, Skyline is in the mix of all those other teams we talked about. Yeah, you you mentioned Shelly kind of came over for a game. There was a couple of teams that did that. Highland got the one game in and, and they lost. And Shelly came over and, and beat Madison 67 35 for their Black, only game. And Blackfoot and, came, yeah, for one. Yeah, and, Blackfoot. Go ahead. And Ty, oh, Ty Shippen told me it's uh, Highland from uh, Utah pulled out, is why they ended up having to do that. Um, cause I, I emailed them. I'm like, why did these guys only play one game and they, and you're limited to 20 games. So they only had room for, you know, one game. And luckily they're, you know, Ty ship and you got hats off to him for doing this tournament. He's a, a mastermind of the Excel sheet and getting games played. Uh, uh, one of the great athletic minds in, in East Idaho for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. So there were a couple of one-off games. Uh, we talked about skyline, uh, they get back at it, Sean, on Friday night, January 5th. They're going to be at Hillcrest. And then the following Tuesday on the 9th at the Taj Magriz, they welcome in Shelly. I mean, this is an important little two-game stretch here to start the new year for the Lady Grizz. 10-3 and overall, 3-0 and in the conference. They'll see Shelly for the first time on Tuesday night at Skyline. Uh, there were a couple of other teams that played. Uh, Madison went one and two at the tournament. You know, they lost to Sandpoint by seven, 49, 42. They beat Blackfoot and then they lost to Shelly. They were kind of like the opponent for all the one-offs. And then yeah. uh, we also had Teton in a, in a separate bracket go three and oh, Sean. So yeah. Teton also won their bracket at the uh, East Idaho holiday shootout. They beat century 53 to 16 Bonneville 67 to 56 and then Lakeland 61 to 41. This is a Teton team that is really good. Uh, in fact, I voted in the first girls basketball media poll of the year earlier today, Sean, and that should be coming out on idahosports.com this afternoon. I voted Teton number one in the three, a poll 14 and zero. Yeah, uh, I think there's only one other team that's undefeated um, that I can think of off the top of my head. But Teton's 14 0. Uh, I mean, I would have liked to see him in that other bracket and see what happened there. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a, a Teton team that is, um, man, and they've beaten Snake River 
once already, I believe, too. So, man, it, it could be an all East Idaho final when it comes down to 3A girls basketball for sure. Yeah, Tetons 14 and 0. They beat Snake River back on December 8th, 57 51. Very tight game. Sean, the rematch is tonight, Thursday, oh, January 4th. That's at a huge Snake game. River. Yes. That's a huge game. Uh, <laughs> down down in the pantherville there in purple and uh yeah i'm sure i'm sure that will be a uh very full gym um in snake river tonight oh that's a that's a big time game yeah teton you know we we talk a lot about snake river right and you know reese baldwin and riley edlifson and all their great athletes teton's no slouch either you know reese coons morgan johnson uh are both returning starters abby barkdahl started last year as a sophomore so this is a teton team coach pat hogan has got a really good group of girls teton at snake river tonight we'll definitely be recapping this one on next week's edition of the east idaho prep cast uh, a couple more from the east idaho holiday shootout bonneville went two and one idaho falls went two and one century went two and one so bonneville beats spring creek nevada and jordan utah they lose to teton 67 56 idaho falls beats a pair of nevada teams elko and spring creek and then they lost by almost 20 to lakeland and then century picked up wins over spring creek and elko the nevada schools just are <laughs> were enough to snuff at this tournament no. um, and and then century lost to teton 53 to 16 which teams two and one performance stood out the most to you between bonneville idaho falls and century um i mean <laughs> they kind of all played uh the similar teams um you know century had did beat idaho falls once but you know idaho falls a good performance i kind of like bonneville going in and getting third place so in their bracket uh they had a they had a kind of a tough journey there, right? They get the one win, and then they have to play Teton. Um, but you know they beat two schools out of state, so I'm going to go with Bonneville. Okay, bees are a good choice there. You know they have a lot of great athletes that are coming over from that volleyball squad. That's always a powerhouse. You know they're five and nine right now, um, but they do have you know they they beat Idaho Falls already in league play. Um, they have been pretty close and competitive. They lost to Madison by only two earlier this year. So, you know, this is a team that I think is, you know, they've got a lot of good senior athletes, Ava Arfman, Alyssa Harris, et cetera. But, um, in this district six, you know, it's so hardest, hard. Yeah. Hardest, maybe the hardest district, uh, in girls basketball, really that's of that size and that many good teams that could compete. Um, it's going to be tough. Yeah. So that's the double-edged sword, right? Uh, you can with, with it being pretty much league play from here on out. Uh, Bonneville is one in three in the conference. They can play themselves right up to the top, but by the same time, a lot of good teams standing in your way that you're going to have to navigate through. So, but good job for Bonneville to take third in their bracket at the East Idaho holiday shootout. All right, Sean, the next tournament up on the girls' side, let's go to the Timberlion tournament. This is the big one that's hosted by Bora and Timberline over in the Boise area. Uh, Thunder Ridge and Hillcrest both went over to compete, and they both went one and two. Thunder Ridge lost to Rocky Mountain by nine, 32-23, low-scoring game. Uh, they're the defending uh, 5A runner-up from a year ago. They beat CUNA by nine, 43 to 34. 
And then they lost to Middleton by 18, 68 to 50. Hillcrest goes one and two. They lost to Middleton as well, but it was only by five, 53, 48. They defeated Bora. 46 uh 46 38 and then they lost to bishop kelly in the finale 57 to 49 i'm more encouraged by hillcrest's one and two showing i mean they lost by five to a 5a school middleton and they only lost by eight to bishop kelly which is kind of consensus best team over in district three yeah i think that's that's where you gotta you know look towards and when you play that play that team uh, bishop kelly who's gonna make it to the state tournament has last few years probably gonna be the number one seed out of that district so yeah hillcrest i mean but you also have to look i mean rocky mountains second in the sic right now in girls basketball so that's a pretty good win too for i think for uh thunder ridge not timberline but thunder ridge but yeah i think uh moving forward when and what matters yeah you've got to say uh hillcrest did some good work there yeah and so for hillcrest you know looking at what's coming up now coach allen Sargent's team is is uh, off to a good start this year despite the win-loss record, you can't look at just the wins and losses because you're going to go, boy, they're 3-10. and 10. How good can they be? Well, look at who they've played, all right? They lost to Madison by four. They have played Rigby twice. They have played Pocatello. They beat Thunder Ridge 39-37 by two. Um, they have lost to Blackfoot. They lost to Thunder Ridge. So they split the season series. Both games were within seven points of each other. I mean, they've they've gone through the gauntlet. And Hillcrest was a game away from making state last year. They played Shelley for second place at the district tournament. Hillcrest, I think, is going to be right there again this year. Yeah, I mean, that when you look at the schedule, this looks like maybe one of the toughest schedules. I mean, you're just playing all top-ranked teams, hard teams, in week in, week out, and you might not have the wins, but, I mean, they're, they're definitely going to have the wherewithal to know what's going on, right? They're going to have... That when you've gone through hard times, you know you know what it's like. And when district tournament comes, that's how, what you need um, to win is to go through the hard hard times. And the Silcrest team is certainly. I mean, I'm looking at the schedule right now. That is a tough schedule. It's it's brutal. Um, you know, it's got to be one of the highest strength of schedules probably in 4A. I bet you. Yeah, and I mean, they get right back into it Friday night. They host Skyline. <laughs> you know, that'll be uh, that'll be an interesting. You know, they still play Skyline twice. They've already lost to Shelly um, to start this year. They played Shelly last night, actually, and, and lost 65-31. But that race for number two is going to be interesting in both the high country conferences, 4A and 5A as well, Sean. You know, if we're looking at the other side on Thunder Ridge, you know, 5A Rigby is kind of the overwhelming favorite, right? But between Thunder Ridge, Madison, and Highland, any of them could get second at districts and, and go to a state play-in game. You know, we just had last night, Madison went to Thunder Ridge and won by six, 53 to 47. But I don't know. I don't know who gets that second spot. Uh, yeah, that, that will be tough. Um, you know, Madison's Madison's also played, uh, I think, a, a fairly decent hard schedule, too. So I'd kind of lean towards them right now. But Thunder Ridge is well coached, too. They, you know, they have some experience from last year at the tournament. Uh, and then Highland, I would say, is kind of a younger team. And sometimes when you're young and dumb, you just can find a way to win too in a tournament. So uh, it's very open. Yeah, it, it, to me, it is pretty wide open, but you're right. Uh, Madison, they're 10 and four. They've played a similarly, uh, you know, gauntlet like schedule like Hillcrest has. 
uh, for sure. All right, let's go and wrap up here with the Parma Holiday Tournament. Sean, American Falls went over to compete. They walk out with fourth place. They beat Napa Christian in the opening round, 48-40. They fall to Weezer, the eventual tournament uh, runner-up, by just two, 45-43. And then they turn around and <clears throat> I think just were running out of gas. They lost to Parma, the host school, 54-30. to But Weezer and Parma, two teams that are going to be in the mix for uh, spots at the 3A state tournament, American Falls, I think uh, Coach Grigg can take a lot from this tournament and how his team performed, and maybe that'll give them some confidence. Yeah, you got definitely some perennial powers there in 3A, and American Falls went up and competed pretty well. And, I mean, to get fourth, if you look at this bracket and say you're going to get fourth out of it, I think at the end of the day, um, as a beaver, you're very happy. I think, you know, you got up, you got some games, um, you had some tough ones too, but... I think that's why you go to the tournament to see what's out there, see what your team's made of. And I, I think it's really great for American Falls to do that. And um, it's, you know, it's not going to get any easier. <laughs> that's right. Uh, and and let's not forget American Falls has beaten Sugar Salem this year. Uh, they have played uh, Malad pretty tightly, which is, you know, they're 12 and one at the two A ranks. Um, you know, they've played Teton. Really, it's going to come down to, you know, those conference battles. The first one will come up next Wednesday, January 10th. American Falls will host Snake River. That's going to be the big matchup there. And, and we'll see, you know, can the can the Beavers break through? It's, it's going to be really interesting. I believe this league, I'm going to double check real quick. I think they get two and a half bids um, this year. Uh, or excuse me, one, one and a half bids this year, oh. two and a half would be really crazy in, in a three team league. Right. Um, but I believe the second place team will play second place from district six in a play in game. So yeah, that's exactly what it's going to be. Okay. So you're looking at potentially like coming down the pike. It could be like an American falls sugar Salem rematch. They've split already in the regular season, like a, like a best of three series here. Okay, that, that, that that's that's pretty good. I mean, uh, to put yourself in that position to get a, a chance to go, and I think that's all you can ask for as a coach. Yeah, for sure. So, I, I, of course, you know, South Fremont's going to be in the mix, Teton, uh, Snake River. You know, there's a lot to sort out still, but I don't know. <laughs> Second place from District 5 and District 6 will play each other in a state tournament play-in game, a true play-in game. No, like, you know. Another game. Yeah, nothing like that. So it's not really a free lunch. You know, you just have to pay for something. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be interesting for sure. All right. Let's move over to boys basketball. Sean, before we get to the East Idaho uh, holiday shootout, I wanted to highlight Hillcrest. They traveled to the classic at Damien. This is held every year at Damien High School in Laverne, California. This is one of the premier tournaments in the Western United States. Over, you know, 70 teams come and compete at this thing. I think there was like eight or nine brackets this year. Um, to, to give you an idea of who went down, Hawaii went down there, right? They're pretty good. Um, Hillcrest also went down, though, to, to improve and really see how they stack up against really, truly elite teams. And Hillcrest went one and three. They picked up a win over Rancho Cucamonga, which is just fun to say, right? <laughs> These are all California schools. They beat Rancho Cucamonga 71-53. And then uh, they had one kind of lopsided loss to Dublin, not Dublin, Ireland, but Dublin, California. Yep. They lost 87 to 50, but then a pair of one possession losses. 
They lost to Rancho Christian, 55-52, and they lost to Crean Lutheran, 67-65. Hillcrest, again, you know, you're going to look at that record and go, eh, whatever, but I still think they are the favorites uh, to defend their 4A title. I know Pocatello fans are going to hate me for saying that, but I really still believe Hillcrest is 1A, Pocatello 1B. Yeah, and you know we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Is Pocatello the new number one team? Well, I think in the rankings they were the number right. one run team, and so they've got that. And um, and yeah, I, and these are tough teams down in California. These are no jokes. These are like, you know, there's call the college scouts go and watch these teams. Um, so these are tough games, and you know Hillcrest's you know record is what four and five. Are they in trouble? I I don't think so. Um, it'll be, it'll be really interesting. See, my comparable be, will be when Preston plays Pocatello because, um, Hillcrest did beat Preston in the first game of the year. And I think that Preston Pocatello first game, um, is going to be a blockbuster, which is coming up pretty soon here. So, uh, we'll, we'll see. And if, if Pocatello destroyed Preston, then I'd be a little worried for Hillcrest. But in, until I see something like that happen, um, Hillcrest is the defending champion until they're not. Yeah, and I guess we can kind of use that Preston game, right? Hillcrest won 56-53. Without. But, right, without Ike Sutton and without Isaac Davis. So it's like, well, okay, that's like two of their top three players or their best two if you want to go that way. But, I mean, it's like, uh, okay. Um, now they do play Preston uh, again on January 24th. And that might give us a good idea of where yeah. Preston also slots in in this hierarchy, I'm just, I'm bummed that, you know, we couldn't get Pocatello and Hillcrest to play each other <laughs> at the pro at the pro image, right? Yeah. I think at the pro image in, in, in Boise, I think everyone was just really hoping for that matchup to happen, but, um, may came come sooner than later. <laughs> yes. And everyone's going, well, how come Hillcrest and Pocatello didn't schedule it, you know, independent of a tournament? Well, Hillcrest plays in a pretty large league, right? There's six teams, so over half of their schedule is already dedicated to conference play. It's hard for them to, you know, they, there's only a finite amount of slots they can fill. And so yeah, you uh, get a couple couple tournaments and your conference, you're pretty much done. You don't have too much w wiggle room there. Yeah. Two games with Preston and a couple tournaments. And yeah, it's, it's pretty much full. So uh, I still think top three Hillcrest, Pocatello, Preston in that order. And then there is a significant drop off to the rest of the state in 4A basketball. And sadly, one of those three is not going to make it. So it uh, is what it is. I'm sure someone will bring it up. <laughs> uh, okay, <clears throat> let's go East Idaho holiday shootout. Um, let's start with the 5A teams that were there, Sean. Madison goes 2-0. They kind of played a, a modified schedule. I don't know if we really learned anything about Madison. They won 70-44 to over Jordan, Utah. 72 to 46 over Boise. Boise is kind of a middle to lower end, you know, team in the, in the five, a Southern Idaho conference. So at, you know, this just in Madison's still really good. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I would agree that the tournament wasn't a really a, any sort of preview. I think for Madison, I think, I think they're going to be good. You know, I think it's probably going to be between them and Rigby in that conference. Um, and you know, it's kind of a good segue into like Rigby, right? Rigby yeah. had a pretty good tournament. Um, they beat that Boise team 60 to 44. 
Um, they beat Timberline um, from Boise, and then they lost to Meridian um, just by five points in the championship bracket, right? 69-64 or so. Uh, if anything, it's kind of more of a maybe Rigby's a little better than we thought they were. Yeah, so <clears throat> Rigby, uh, I think Sean lost to Timberline 39-24. Oh. Um, and, and then what happened is that the, t- the championship was going to be Meridian versus Timberline, oh. uh, t- two teams that already play in the same conference. So they said, well, let's just swap partners here. And I think it worked out well for Rigby because they got a game with Meridian. They wouldn't have otherwise gotten. And you're right. In that third game on the third day, they only lost 69 to 64. So Rigby, despite going one and two, I thought had a really good showing Highland went two and one. And I think their competition wasn't as strong as Rigby's, right? They they lost to Springville, Utah right away, which ended up, uh, you know, playing Timberline and I guess what you would call the championship. Um, and then they they beat Skyline and Jackson, Wyoming, two teams that are much smaller than Highland. I really don't know. After Matt, it's kind of like on the girls' side. After Madison, Highland's five and five. Thunder Ridge is five and five. Rigby's five and six. Anybody could get that second spot. Uh, yeah and you know and thunder ridge was dealing with some injuries too i think and and maybe when they're fully healthy maybe they're that that other team but yeah both very it could be anyone's spot <laughs> i guess yeah. it's pretty close i just like i like rigby doing well against um that meridian team i think that helps them a little bit not at the typical uh powerhouse meridian's been in the past but still kind of playing a team same size school kind of kind of getting a good slice of the pie there I think Meridian's still pretty good. They'll, they'll be at state. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. So that's, that's a good showing for Rigby and, you know, Rigby lost almost everybody to graduation last year, but you know what we forgot? Justin Jones is a pretty good coach. <laughs> if you have the last name Jones and coach in East Idaho, you, you might know what you're doing. Is that what you're trying yeah. to trying to say? Gotcha. That's exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> way to go Rigby. Um, Snake river in the uh smaller school bracket if you will snake river won it they went three and oh sean they beat jackson hole 64 47 they beat lakeland 77 55 and they boat race canyon ridge in the championship 78 57 this was a game we had on idahosports.com and it wasn't really close you know snake river doesn't have a ton of guys you know i think it's like eight or nine guys on the varsity but man they can all hoop that's for sure yeah um Luke Higginson just reached the thousand points for Snake River, um, and only the second person ever to do it in Snake River. So uh, the first person was 1995. So it's been a long time since anyone scored a thousand points for Snake River, and a thousand points is a lot. I, I think that's, I mean, that's your means you're averaging about 20 points a game. So uh, Snake River kind of quietly, boys wise, uh, is is sneakily good, I think, and just not on the radar i think as much as they should be but that that's a good team that's a good output by them they didn't really have any trouble yeah uh i did see speaking of the thousand point club i did see cambry barber from Mm -hmm. rigby on the girls side recently got to the 1000 point total as well and of course we talked about uh shea shippen of skyline becoming the school's all-time leading scorer the last time we were on here on the prep cast as well so and um, rebounder too i believe yeah Uh, yeah pretty impressive so yeah, Snake Rivers nine and two. 
Uh, but you know what, Sean? So's American Falls, and we're going to talk about them here in just a second. But uh, to kind of wrap up from the East Idaho Holiday Shootout, Bonneville went two and one. You know, they had a chance to play Snake River for the championship in, in their bracket. They lost to Canyon Ridge in the semis, 59-41. Otherwise, they beat Lakeland and Sugar Salem. The Sugar game was pretty close. You know, Sugar went one and two. But the, all of their losses, all their games were like really close. They lost to Bonneville 56-48. They lost to Century in overtime oh, 53-48. That was a game on IdahoSports.com. And then they beat Idaho Falls 62-56. Um, Sugar is 4-5. and five. Here's what I know about Sugar. They kind of are alternating, you know, big winning streaks. And then they go on a little slide. They're still missing some guys. They don't have their full team yet. This is a team nobody's going to want to play in like three weeks. You can just mark it down. I'm just <laughs> yeah. They you. had some players lingering from some football stuff, and I think once they get them all back, uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna be yeah. They're definitely that team you don't want to play. You're gonna look at the record and kind of think, oh, they've lost all these games. They're close games, but I think when they have a full complement of of all their players, they're, they're going to be dangerous. Snake River, nine and two. One of those losses was to Sugar Salem by two, 63-61. So the rematch comes later this month. Uh, Century went one and two. They lost to Canyon Ridge. They had the overtime win over Sugar Salem. And then uh, they lost to Filer pretty decidedly, 77 to 49. Um, so, and then Skyline and Idaho Falls, two of the host schools, Sean, they each go 0 and 3. Uh, the Grizz lose to Lakeland in overtime, 77-74. They lose to Highland by three, 53-50. And then they lose to Spring Creek, Nevada by just seven, 60-53. Idaho Falls drops a pair of games. Uh, they go 0-2. They lost to Filer, 64-52. They lost to Sugar, 62-56. So Skyline and Idaho Falls go a combined 0-5, but all of the games were you know, within single digits. Yeah. So again, I think like you're saying the boys too, and the boys in district six basketball, that's going to be, uh, you know, it's kind of a tight race into that second uh, place. Uh, you know, you, you've got to think Hillcrest is a, a good shot at winning that district, but who wins that second place? I don't think Blackfoot's any slouch either. Um, and yeah, there's just a lot of good teams and you've got a Shelly team that can come in and win it anywhere too. So uh, uh, definitely, I think it's a, it's going to be a hard-nosed race for that second slot. Yeah, Skyline is 2-0 and in league play to start with a three-point win over Blackfoot, 67-64, to and then a 12-point win over Idaho Falls. But even that, you know, 12 points is pretty respectable, and that's from Idaho Falls, a team that's 0-8. So even, like, top all the way to the bottom, very it's tough league. It's close, yeah. It's, yeah. it's going to be, you know, kind of what happens that night, and – and like I said, like I usually say, it's just, you know, all that happens. Then you get to the district tournament. You can maybe just throw out the door if someone gets hot or, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah, there's going to be some really good district tourney action this year. No doubt about it. All right, let's go. We, we talked about Snake Rivers 9-2. and two. American Falls is also 9-2. and two. Sean, like the girls, the Beavers went over to the Parma Holiday Tournament. <clears throat> And uh, American Falls takes third place. They go two and one. They beat Payette in the opening round, 62-25. Then they played the Hawaii JV in the semifinals and only lost by eight. 
53-45. And you know, let's be honest, Hawaii's JV could probably be the starting five at a lot of those SIC schools at, on the varsity. So there's no shame there. And then they played Parma, the hosts, in the third-place game, and they win 68-62. So this was a good tournament for Coach Bauer and the Beavers. Yeah, American Falls gym must just be buzzing, right? Both the girls and boys are are doing really, really, really well, and um, you've got to like you've got to like that they went up there and and, and did well at this tournament. And yeah, you know, like you know, it says Hawaii JV, but I think that JV beats a lot of teams um, that you know have starters. So uh, good job by American Falls, and so American Falls Snake River, right? And I'm sure that's what you're looking up. <laughs> is what's going to be uh uh kind of be the highlight coming up here yeah they'll play twice uh january 23rd in american falls february 2nd at snake river so a lot to be decided there still um but for american falls you know they've played a lot of 2a schools here in the early going as they have tried to get their basketball legs under them after a, a run in the football playoffs but yeah, nine and two versus nine and two. Uh, it's it's really fun to to see. Uh, no, what I was looking up was you know we didn't mention this a couple of weeks ago, but American Falls is buzzing, Sean, and I'm sure you saw this. Uh, former American Falls standout and Idaho State University soccer standout Maria oh. Sanchez is now the highest paid uh, player in uh, professional soccer in America. Uh, she signed a contract to remain with the Houston Dash, and she is the NWSL, the National Women's Soccer League's highest paid player from American Falls. Way to go, Maria Sanchez. Yeah, th- there's a um, Pauline Theros, the athletic director of ISU, posted a, a video about it, and it's just, it's really, it's just phenomenal to watch, you know, just coming from American Falls, you know, scoring a million goals and, you know, going to ISU for a little bit and moving on and then just kind of on a whim went out and tried for that national uh, Mexico team and made it. And now, I mean, I mean, just what an incredible story. But I found that interesting. Just kind of, oh, I guess I'll go try out, see what happens. And wow. Yeah, Amazing. it's a remarkable story for sure. So every time somebody mentions Leighton Vander Esch, hey, we, we got we got to talk about, you know, Maria, Maria Sanchez. too. Absolutely. There you go. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> uh, okay, last bit of uh, holiday tournament action here, Sean. Um, Water Springs, all the way down at the 1AD2 level. They went to the truckstop.com tournament over in New Plymouth. They took third place in their bracket. They beat Nampa Christian's JV 70-49. to They lost to the eventual champions from Garden Valley in the semifinals by only four, 44-40. And then they beat Adrian, Oregon, 66-48 to claim third place. That Garden Valley team is really, really good. And so for Water Springs to push them and only lose by four, eye-opener for me. Yeah, Water Springs, again, in that Rocky Mountain Conference, that's just a grind in day in, day out. Is It's uh, that's a big, that's a big, big showing there. A couple wins, and yeah, the Garden Valley team is definitely uh, what stands out to me and only be down by four. And, and now Water Springs at, what nine and one as their first loss of the year. So water Springs watch out. <laughs> I mean, they are, they got to state last year and they ended up playing Rockland in the third oh, yeah. state. I, I ended up broadcasting that game um, on IdahoSports.com. I was over there in Caldwell in amongst the Rockland fans because at Caldwell, there's no place to broadcast except the bleachers. So uh, I had a great time. 
But um, I remember thinking like, boy, this water Springs team is like good. But at the same time, I'm like, man, they do lose a couple of big studs and drew Plocker and, and uh, Daniel Canfield who left this, the school's all time leading scorer. And so I was kind of curious, Evan Bindenagel, who's in his second year as the boys basketball coach there. He's also first year athletic director at water Springs as well. I was kind of wondering, okay, how is water Springs going to be? And they, they have a lot of height on the team this year. They've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players that are six feet or taller, Sean, including six foot ten junior Titus Driver. That'll get the job done. <laughs> yeah, that'll drive it right home, won't it? Uh I mean, that's that's a lot of height for a one A D two. I, I I don't think you're gonna see many teams with that much height. Period. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for him and uh, Teague, Teague Matthews, Matthews. <laughs> to go one on one. When is the when is the Rocky Mountain Conference dunk competition? When's their All Star <laughs> break, man? I want to go see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, Water Springs will play Rockland in Rockland on January eighteenth. Um, so yeah, and it's been good wins for Water Springs. I mean, they beat Salmon, a two A school. They have beaten Raft River, a 1A D1. Hanson's a 1A D1. Chalice is a 1A D1. So, uh, yeah, Water Springs, keep an eye on, on the Warriors. And we talked about the 610, you know, Titus Driver. But really, you know, the guys that key the attack are on the perimeter. Jackson Aldinger, 6'1 senior. And then they've got this sophomore, Ryan Demkowitz, who's really, he can really light it up and fill it up too. Uh, Ryan Demkowitz, a 6'2 sophomore. Um, his name will become more prevalent, uh, you know, as he plays more, but man, the Demkowitz kid can really play too. So yeah, keep an eye on water Springs, your current standing, Sean, uh, North gem is one and oh, in the conference, they are six and three overall, um, Alturas prep. I got to figure out, are they one AD one or one AD two? That's what I got to figure out with them. They're one of the newcomers this year. Um, and they're playing kind of a modified schedule, but they're off to a decent start four and three, but it's water Springs at nine and one Rockland at seven and three. Those are the two big dogs. I think in the North gem, I think is going to be in the mix there as well, but that's kind of my top three. Yeah. I, you know, I don't think you can count Rockland out at this point. They're just seven and three, but they haven't played any of the games that count towards the conference. Remember, right? Not yeah. all the games they play count towards that conference ranking, but it'll be, it'll be pretty interesting to see what happens um, as this goes on. And Rockland's played a tough schedule also. You know, they've lost to Butte County. They've lost to Camas County, which is a 1A D2, you know, state title favorite. They lost a victory charter at the small school shootout, which is a really good team. So, yeah, um, it's going to be a lot of fun in that wild, wild Rocky Mountain Conference here as we uh, get going into basketball season. All right, Sean, we were off for two weeks. We're back and better than ever. And uh, we, we really get into it now. The tournaments are over. And it is strictly league play. You know, who's going to beat who and who's going to rise to the top. I'm looking forward to it. Um, And then I just had one other thing. Did you see that uh, Grace and Oakley girls and bo boys both played in the Delta Center? I thought that was kind of a cool little yeah. uh, little little snippet that they both played in the Delta Center um, and then got to stay and watch the game. So that that's a, that's a cool experience. Both Grace and um, Oakley to go down there and play a little basketball in the it's called the Delta Center again. I never stopped calling it that, so I'm glad they went back to it. It helps me out. Did the name change at some point? It was called something Vivid, maybe. It was called something else for a while. I mean, I would uh, say people predominantly my age would always call it the Delta Center, but 
it did change for a little bit, but I think it's back to the Delta Center. Okay, I, gotcha. I think I don't know. It says Delta Center on the court uh, on these pictures from Grace yeah. School District's website. So <laughs> yes, uh, and I, now I think the Vivint um, the Vivint Center is where Utah State. I think there. I think I think Vivint picked up the naming rights to Utah State. Oh, so okay. Yeah. Um, after they lost out on the jazz. So, uh, yeah, that's interesting. And, and Sean, yes, I'm glad you brought that up. Grace and Oakley did a girls boys doubleheader on new year's day, no less, um, at the Delta center where the Utah jazz play. And we are going to dive into that more on the magic Valley prep cast tomorrow. Uh, Scott Burton reached out to the Oakley coaches, got some really cool pictures. And then Kyle Christensen, the coach from grace actually was like, Hey, here's some more pictures. And, Here's okay. kind of the the grace side of it. So. Oh, I I sold Scott's thunder, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's what that's what Scott gets for not recording today. I mean, yeah. he had the, he had the shot at it. So, well, he was too busy at football games in California and whatnot. So, <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right, Sean. Before we duck out of here, friend of the program, Greg Woods. Legends. Oh boy. <laughs> hey, Greg. Oh, I miss Greg up. I, he probably didn't miss it, but I missed him up in the football booth with Seth, giving us stats and stuff when it was cold. And yeah, yeah. But uh, I, yeah, congrats, Greg, on your new journey. Pe- people who read the Idaho State Journal in Pocatello, I hope you realize like how good you had it with Jordan K oh, first, yeah. and then Greg after that. Like two, like no offense, but two writers that were bigger than the Pocatello market, right? Better, better. Oh, yeah. I, would, and, I would agree. Um, so the readership there, I think was very lucky and I think they're seeing it now they're hurting. I mean, they got a sports staffer that doesn't even live in Pocatello. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard. One day we'll have to rank, you know, who was better, Jordan or Greg and (laughs) tail of the tape. (laughs) Yeah. I'll bring in some articles, some data, but yeah, no, both great guys and they did write really well. And, um, Jordan moved to somewhere else. He's not in Boise anymore. So no, uh, I loved his Boise stuff. So yeah, uh, yeah, good, good writers. I, they can spell a lot of grammar. <laughs> uh, yes, for sure. And just their style of writing too. Um, Jordan K is on the South Carolina beat South Carolina, he covers, yeah. covers the Gamecocks. And, um, of course, Greg Woods, uh, moved on as well. And so Greg, uh, keep up the good work. Uh, he is now on the Washington State beat for yeah. the Cougs. They're lucky to have him. They're lucky to have him. Sean, if you figure out where the Cougs are playing next year, what conference? Let us know. <laughs> uh, did you ever hear that interview from the? I can't remember what football college football coach, and he said, "Get away for." He said, "Do away with the conference. You have these games. You play them, and then oh man, it it was. He made like the best argument ever, but." It, it was just basically you get to schedule this and this and then you're done and then that's it but they'll never happen but you know you who know. that was do you know what i'm talking about yeah it was chip kelly yeah UCLA. yeah it was great i, I thought that was great <laughs> yeah yep uh it made a lot of sense but all right well thank you everybody for tuning in to the east idaho prep cast uh here on idahosports.com enjoy the competitions coming up some really good basketball games get cooking here to ease us into the new year uh and we'll see you back here next week for sean kane i'm brandon bainey thanks for tuning in on idahosports.com